0: I'm Reverend Nicole Riley, and I want to welcome you to worship, whether you're here with us in person or you are joining us online. If you would like to follow along, um, we have notes on our app, and I would love you to just check those out so you can follow along with the sermon. When I was um, um, a young mother, and we had our baby, Jacob, he was uh, born with clubfoot. I don't know if you know what clubfoot is, but clubfoot is that the feet are kind of twisted and they turn down. And children who are born with clubfoot don't walk very well because their feet aren't in the right position to walk. Now, this was a, a birth defect that wasn't noticed when I was pregnant. And so when Jacob was born, um, we were immediately faced with this situation, and as uh, first-time parents, we were, we were afraid. We wondered, what would this mean for Jacob? Would he be able to walk? Would he be able to have uh, a normal life? Would he need surgery? Um, what would that be like? Would it be something he'd deal with long-term? In those early days of his diagnosis, we didn't know a lot about what we faced, but over the next year, Jacob was in casts, these little tiny baby casts that he would wear on both of his feet to straighten them out, and then when he was about a year old, he had major surgery to correct his feet and to kind of release all the joints for him. Um, Now, he's mostly fine. He has um, some things he still, still deals with, but he is doing okay. But that was a time in our lives when we were very much frightened. You and I all go through times in life when we feel fear, when fear looms large. And maybe we do not even know if things will get better. Sometimes fear even has a life of its own, and we get in more difficulty because we find ourselves in the midst of our fear, not sleeping very well at night, maybe using some behaviors that don't help us. Maybe when we're in the midst of fear, our temper gets the better of us because we're more stressed out, or maybe we just feel more overwhelmed. Fear is a common human emotion. Ann Landers, do you remember her? Ann Landers, in her popularity, received 10,000 letters daily from people asking for help. And she said that most all of them were all over the board, but they all had a similar element, and that was the element of fear. Not too long ago, I was talking with a a good friend of mine who was dealing with her, um, I guess she probably about seventh grade daughter, who was being bullied, and my friend was sharing with me how anxious she was in the midst of watching what was going on with her daughter and how in the midst of all of this, she was sad and fearful and frustrated, and that her daughter was kind of withdrawing from the family and withdrawing from life and kind of isolating herself, and as I was listening to her story. I was thinking, I was feeling the fear that my friend felt. I was feeling the concern. You know, sometimes the fear in our lives is the fear we experience, but sometimes the fear we experience is the fear because people we love are going through difficult times, and we feel that. Today we are going to continue our series where we are talking about facing life's giants and we're going to focus on fear today. And I think this is an important giant for us to look at because fear is a big thing in our culture, isn't it? We are taught, it seems like, that there's something new to be afraid of every single week. There's no shortage of fears. And just when you think everything's, you know, okay, I got a handle on it, something new happens. Um, This week in Israel, did you know that they taught fish to drive a little car? I never thought we'd have to be afraid of fish driving cars on the road. But this appears to be a new thing we get to be afraid of. Even in our lives, if we're the kind of people who aren't really afraid of much, I think the season we're in now with COVID has certainly made the most stable of us fearful, too. So how do we deal with the giant of fear? How do you and I find the help that we need for something that is something we will all experience in our lives? Let's start with our scripture. Our scripture is 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now, I selected this scripture for us today because my hope is if you struggle with fear or you know someone who struggles with fear, that this verse is short enough for all of us to memorize. You know, we don't talk a lot about memorizing Scripture these days, but I find that there is real power in memorizing Scripture. I know that all the Scriptures I've memorized around fear are Scriptures I use very regularly when I fly on planes, right? So there are always opportunities for us to use them. So I recommend this one to you. It's an important text for us. There's a context that goes with this scripture. You see, we believe that Paul, the apostle, was writing to Timothy and was sharing with him how to deal with life's fears. He wanted Timothy to know how to address the fears that he would have in his life. And Paul's words really wanted to give Timothy the hope he needed. Paul was dealing with fear as a regular thing in his life. In Paul's life, we believe at this time that he had been abandoned by much of his friends, he had been assaulted by his enemies, and he was alone in a Roman prison. And yet in the midst of that, Paul calls Timothy not to be Afraid, but to persevere, to not let fear control him. Paul's words for us this morning are not a pep talk by a motivational speaker. Instead, they are words of somebody who knew what it was like to be afraid and knew what it was like to bring that fear to God. Paul shares with us this morning what he felt was needed in those times of fear in our life, and he lists three things that I've underlined, power, love, and self-discipline. So let's look at these three. First, power. This is not just everyday power. This is the power that comes from our God. This is the power that stands in contrast to the fear that we may feel. Many times when we are afraid, we really give up our own agency. We give up our own sense of power. We may feel like we're victims of the situation. We may feel apprehension. We may feel panic in the midst of our fear. But this is a power that comes from God that is available to each and every one of us. And it's a power that will enable us to stand in the midst of our fears You see, fear is not what God wants for any of us in this life. God wants more for us. God wants us to experience his power. Have you ever been afraid in the midst of a difficult situation, but you found this power that enabled you not to be overwhelmed? by what was going on? I mean, I know I have. And maybe you have as well. Numerous times when I've been afraid in the midst of either dealing with people in ministry and things going on in their life and I've been fearful for them or, or just things in ministry in general or in my personal life where I have felt fear. But I've recognized that there was something else for me. There was this power, this power that breaks those chains of fear This power that God has for all of us in times when we are afraid. Second is love. I wonder if, in times of fear, love can exist. Love can feel far away when we are afraid. I feel sometimes that fear by its very nature kind of squeezes out love. Can we hold fear and love together? I'm not sure. I I kind of feel that our own experience in life is many times when we are afraid that fear cancels out love. But love like power, stands in contrast to fear. And our scripture teaches us the importance of love in the midst of fear when it says, perfect love casts out fear. Last, self-discipline. God isn't surprised that we are afraid. God knows that we have fears, and he knows that at times we let our fears run away with us. Has that ever happened to you? Kind of that spiral where you're afraid and you're more afraid and you're more afraid. I think because of that, God has given us this tool of self-discipline. Self-discipline is what enables us to gain some perspective on our fears. It's what enables you and I to stop indulging in them, and to look at them more from God's perspective. Self-discipline helps us see things better, more clearly, according to how God sees them, so we're not swept away by them. If you and I, in the midst of fear, want God's power and love to guide us, then we for sure are going to need self-discipline to help make that happen. One thing I want to look at before we talk about how to deal with fear, and that is that there are different kinds of fear in the world. There's unhealthy fear, which is, I think, what we mostly think about when we think about being afraid. That is the fear that we all experience that can make it difficult for us to function in life because the fear just overwhelms us. This is the kind of fear that keeps us awake at night and squeezes out the life that God wants for us. But there is also healthy fear. This is the kind of fear that you feel when you see a rattlesnake on your path. This is the fear that you know when you notice out of the corner of your eye that your toddler is going to run away into traffic, right? This is the kind of fear that's important for us because it helps to keep us safe. So there's unhealthy fear, but then there's healthy fear. And then there's the kind of fear that I'm going to just call worth it fear. You know, there are kinds of fear that you and I will face, that it is worth it for us to face it and to deal with it. There's a lovely book called Do Not Live Afraid, Faith in a Fearful World. And he lists, the author lists, several kinds of fear that we need to face. Facing these fears in our life leads to a bigger life, a better life. We are to face our fears for the sake of trust for the sake of vocation, for the sake of witness, for the sake of justice, and for the sake of transformation. These are the fears that we are to face in our life as people because when we do, we fight for what is right. We learn something new, and we are able to follow God's call even when it's hard. This worth-it fear is a kind of fear we all need to know and not to be afraid of, even though it is challenging. So these kinds of fear. We have the fear that harms us, the fear that keeps us safe, and the fear that is worth it to enter into so that we might grow. Let's now look at two important pools as we face our fears. The first is to admit your fears. You know, we kind of live in a culture where we don't like to admit those negative things about ourselves. You know, how many job applicants, when they go into interview and they say, tell us something about yourself that's negative, they say, I work too hard, right? We are called to be human beings. You are human. And because you are human, there will be times when you are afraid. I recently read a management article that talked about how to deal with difficulties. It said number one, pretend that you aren't afraid. Number two, have everyone brainstorm about what to do. And number three, pretend you are not afraid. (laughs) I think there's got to be a better way. I'm not saying, you know, have a meltdown in the midst of your fear at your job. But I think when we acknowledge our fear, it's actually very helpful. It helps us process it and move through it. Otherwise, it just keeps coming back down the road. Looking at it, not being afraid of it, enables us to address it in a way that is healthy and helpful. Fear is part of the human condition. It's part of what it means to be human. And so we will all feel it at times, And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. Second, turn to your faith. I think this is so important. When we are afraid, God wants to hear from us. You know, they say that most of the things we're afraid of and fearful of, don't even come true in this life they're those things that we just think about and worry about and get ourselves worked up about our faith is a great corrective to this this week i was talking to a young church planter and he was dealing with one of the things you deal with when you start a new faith community he was dealing with the finances and he said that he was very anxious about what he was going to do He wasn't sure what the right thing was. And so I asked if it's okay if I shared what God had taught me about this, and he said, sure. And so I said, what if you didn't have to stress out about this? What if you didn't need to know because God knows? And what if you could relax right now because when it's the right time, God will tell you what to do. And what if all this means you don't need to spend another moment worrying about this? I find that faith, faith is a muscle. And you and I need to exercise it. In times of fear, we really have an opportunity to exercise it. And to know that God shows up. And that we can trust that I think our lives as people of faith is to be on this journey that leads us to be able to say, no matter what happens or what comes my way, I trust you, Lord. Of course, it can take our, our whole life long to get to that place, but it is a journey that is worth going on. We need to give priority to our faith growing so that when we spend the time growing our faith in the midst of times of fear, we have something from which to draw. I find it helpful in this time of the year as we set all the kinds of resolutions or just hopes that we have for the new year Many times we say, I'm going to work on my faith this year. I'm going to grow my faith this year. I think that's helpful to look at that at least every January. So what are the basics you and I are called to work on? Weekly worship. Being a person who worships weekly, and what's great is we have a world now where we can be here in person or we can join in online. Small groups There are a couple new ones that are coming up. Um, One in particular that is about Adam Hamilton's book, Making Sense of the Bible. If you've ever struggled with the Bible, it is the most excellent book. You will really love it. Say you'll be part of it. And then serving others. You know, we heard at the beginning of service today the opportunities we have at Bridge to Home to make a difference for people. You know, I don't cook. And so for a while I was like... I have no idea what to do, but I did know how to order pizza and have it delivered. And so that's how I have participated. So there are not too many barriers for us all to be growing here. Weekly worship, small groups, and serving others. If you spend your time here, if you do these things, I know that your faith and your trust in God will grow And will be there for you in the midst of times of fear. So, what fears do you have? How are those fears stopping you from living fully? I want you to hear today that God meets you in your fear but that God does not leave you there. Instead, while I may not know what fears you have, God does. And God is showing up for you in the midst of them right now if you will call out to him. Wherever you are today, whatever fear is a problem in your life, know that there is hope for you. Know that there is no fear that can win over you as you lean into God's strength in Jesus. Because you are God's. You are God's beloved. You are worthy. You matter. Join with me in reading our scripture together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. May this be true for us all, so that we might pick up our slingshot and take aim at our giant. Let us pray.